0: Welcome to episode 14 of Behaviorally Speaking, a podcast featuring board-certified behavior analysts Angela Nelson and special guest Jennifer Wilkins. On this episode, our hosts talk about habits, how to set goals around them, and reward systems you can implement at home. Behaviorally Speaking is brought to you by Rethink Benefits an employer-provided resource to support parents and caregivers of children with learning, social, and behavioral challenges. Learn more at RethinkBenefits.com. And now, here are your hosts, Angela Nelson and Jennifer Wilkins.
1: Hello and welcome to our 14th episode of Behaviorally Speaking. I'm one of your hosts, Angela Nelson, board-certified behavior analyst and mother of two, and my co-host is actually taking a little bit of a leave to go and uh, be with her growing family right now. And so while Kristen is uh, making her way back uh, in a couple months, I am so happy to be joined by my colleague and friend, Jen Wilkins. Jen,
2: say hello. Hey, Angie. Thanks for having me today. I'm really excited to be here with you. Yeah, yeah. Do you want to
1: tell the listeners a little bit about you and your background?
2: Yeah, sure. Hey, everybody. My name is Jen Wilkins. I am also a board-certified behavior analyst, just like Angie and Kristen. Um, My background's also in special education, so I'm a teacher. So my bachelor's and master's degrees are in special ed, and I had the privilege of being a teacher in the school systems for many, many years. Um, But yeah, now as a BCBA, working directly with parents at Rethink. So I'm excited to join today. Yeah, we're excited to have you. Thank you. I
1: think your perspective is going to be super important, especially for this really popular topic. So we're going to dive right into it. Today, we're going to talk about healthy habits. (laughs) So I know we talk a lot um, with the families that we work with about habits in general. We're going to kind of dive into that. But then we're really going to focus most of our time on healthy habits, how to build them, how to maintain them, how to get our kids to stay on board too. So we're going to just go right into it. Jenna, I'm curious, maybe you can start out by telling us a little bit about just how habits are, you know, what are habits? How are they formed? Kind of talk a
2: little bit about this behavior. Yeah, no, and I'm going to say it like this, healthy habits, <laughs> just like you did. It's got to read to it, you know, like, you know, we think of habits, and I think we immediately start going into some of our bad habits, maybe that we have, but we also can work on healthy habits. Um, so yeah, I mean, habits in general, you know, habit formation is really just the process of, of certain behaviors becoming automatic. Um, so when we think about human behavior, and we think about those, um, automatic habits, you know, it's really things that happen with us not having to think too much about it. So really at the end of the day, habits are super efficient for us. Um, they're helpful for us to to be able to perform c- certain behaviors um, throughout the day or throughout the week without kind of having to waste too much time about them or waste too much energy deliberating on, on what to do. Um, so that's really kind of the, the general definition of habits. Um, but of course, we can Talk about good habits and, and healthy habits, um, but also mm-hmm. some of the harmful habits. kind of goes into that as well.
1: Mm, gotcha. Okay, I see. Yeah, that's that's definitely definitely something that we hear a lot with families that we that we talk with. Sometimes we talk more about those harmful habits than the healthy ones. So I'm glad we're we're going to do positive spin on it today.
2: Yeah, absolutely. Yeah, so you know, just kind of examples of some of those, you know. Um, behaviors or those habits that that might be automatic already is sitting getting into the car and fastening your seatbelt, right? So a lot of us we're sort of instinctively habitually doing that. We don't think too much about it. Um, so it's kind of how do we make some of those other healthy habits that we're going to talk about today um, a lot more automatic um, and just like fastening a seatbelt. <laughs> mm-hmm. Absolutely. So yeah, so let's take a look next. So um, looking at some of the different elements uh, that produce habit behavior. Um, And when we look at these elements, there's kind of three different parts to it. So the first element is just looking at the cue or the trigger. Uh, The second Mm -hmm. part is just the routine or the behavior itself. And then the third part is a reward. So for example, Mm -hmm. Um, when we look at cues, being able to put your running shoes right next to uh, your door might be the cue. And then that behavior might be putting on those running shoes and going for a run or a walk. And then, of course, coming back, rewarding yourself um, or having some type of reward after that. Um, and that reward could be, of course, <laughs> maybe a piece of chocolate cake, but it also could be <laughs> sending a, po- a picture of yourself to your best friend to also get that social reinforcement or that reward afterwards as well. So um, we can talk about what those different rewards look like, uh, you know, um, that you feel are are best for you. But really, it's just kind of looking at uh, those three pieces, um, the cue, Mm -hmm. the routine, the behavior, and of course, the reward. Yeah,
1: that's so interesting. I like how you're breaking it down like that, because I think it makes it easier to kind of conceptualize what a habit is and seems when you break it down like that, it 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 makes it seem a little bit easier to create a healthy habit when you have kind of the recipe, if you will. I don't know. I'm thinking too of something like the other side of the coin, like stress. Could that be a cue for some unhealthy habits too?
2: Yeah, no, absolutely. Um, stress is is definitely a cue or that trigger, right? So that would be that first piece. And then the behavior in terms of those unhealthy habits might be, you know, eating or smoking or drinking, some of those mm-hmm. un- unhealthy habits. And, of course, the reward itself is just really the reduction of that stress, but that's really just temporary at that moment. Uh-huh. Um, so that's really kind of where some of those healthy habits, how can we kind of set up that same recipe? I think that's a great, great way to, um, to look at it. You know, how can we set, set up that same recipe Um, to promote some of those healthy habits.
1: Mm -hmm. Yeah, awesome. Well, I'm excited to dive in and learn more. I know um, you on our team are really kind of one of the people that we come to a lot when we when we encounter habits or healthy habit type questions. And um, so I think it's just so cool that this is, you know, an area of interest and expertise Mm -hmm. for you. So I want to learn more. And I I imagine that listeners do too. So Mm -hmm. let's get into our second question. I'm curious maybe you can tell us a little bit about just what are healthy habits what's the definition you know of a healthy healthy habit and uh why is this important that we're talking about this right as adult learners it's important for us to know why we are learning certain things so why are we learning about this and you know why is it important to create healthy habits in our lives
2: yeah no it's a really important piece we want to kind of know why why we're doing this right so really at the end of the day healthy habits just they support our overall well-being, um, and healthy habits are, are skills um, that mm-hmm. we can learn. Um, and a lot of these skills are connected to um, what we call social and emotional learning. Um, and really, when we look at social emotional learning, there's there's lots of different components to social emotional learning. So things like self-awareness, self-management, responsible decision-making. And so, you know, being able to learn some of these skills, right, being aware that maybe I might be stressed, right, um, and looking at, oh, this is not necessarily a healthy ha- habit that I am engaging in, and I want to be aware and change that particular behavior. And then I got to self-manage, right? I have to actually mm-hmm. um, change that behavior, start working on those healthy habits, and make those responsible decisions, um, uh, for myself. So a lot of that comes into that that social emotional learning. And, and when we look at the research around social emotional learning, when, when we have strong social emotional learning skills um, and things like healthy habits, um, it helps to reduce our emotional distress. Um, mm-hmm. It creates more positive social behavior um, and also reducing other challenging behaviors, other behavior problems, right? So things like we were talking about earlier, smoking, drinking, things like that. And yeah. then also, it also improves academic performance. Um, when our kiddos are able to have those strong social-emotional skills, it, it really also lends itself to other outcomes and benefits across um, different parts of our life.
1: Yeah, it just makes so much sense hearing you say it. You know, it, it really does kind of seem... Like common sense too. Um, one of the things that I've learned from you is just habits are are built through learning and and repetition. And I like how you say it's a skill because it kind of is, right? You have to hone that skill. You have to work up to it before it can become automatic. So that kind of makes sense to liken it to a skill. Um, but learning and repetition, um, the learner or the person's thought to develop a, a habit in the course of pursuing various goals, right? So beginning to associate certain cues with the behavioral responses that help meet that goal. Um, so that's kind of putting it in the, the behavioral sense, if you will.
2: Mm-hmm. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. And repetition is key. <laughs> mm-hmm. Absolutely. Yeah. And so when we look at, you know, kind of the different, the different dynamics, you know, that lead to those ha- healthy habits, it's really, looking at what are those particular situations that we can put ourselves in really that will increase our likelihood that we're gonna engage in those particular behaviors. So for example, going mm-hmm. back to the, the example of earlier with the running shoes right next to the door, um, you know, that being that cue uh, that we're repeating over and over and then engaging in that particular behavior You know, and Mm -hmm. I always like to say, like, sometimes there's days where, yeah, you don't want to put on those running shoes and and go for that run. But the idea is to create the habit, like put them on and maybe you don't go for a 20 minute run. Instead, you go for a five minute walk. Right. So it's really Mm -hmm. kind of um, making sure that you're following through with with some of those habits. It might change a little bit based on your motivation for that day. But again, just kind of being able to start that repetition process.
1: Yeah, absolutely. I think. Um, I know a lot of people will sleep in their gym clothes. you; <laughs> it's already on you, <laughs> so yep. it's a lot easier to engage in that be- that healthy habit or that behavior because part of that behavior
2: chain is already done. <laughs> exactly, that's a good one.
1: <laughs> yeah, don't even
2: have to think about it; it's automatic. Yep.
1: Yeah, that's that's great. <laughs> so when we, um, you know, when we get ready to start implementing healthy habits. We want to get a good starting point. So maybe you can talk a little bit about where someone would start with this approach.
2: Yeah. I mean, that kind of going back and how to tie, how we're tying this into social emotional learning is is really sort of that awareness of self, that first step. Like we got to be able to be aware, um, you know, that one, we have a, a habit maybe that we want to change and, and we want to be aware that you know, how we're going to set that goal and change that um, and, and replace mm-hmm. some of those unhealthy habits with some other healthy habits. Um, and so we kind of start looking into, from a behavioral lens, we sort of start looking at, at what leads to those healthy habits. So the ABCs of behavior, um, just mm-hmm. kind of what happens right before? Oh, I'm feeling stressed, and then the behavior is, you know, the unhealthy habit. I might smoke a cigarette, for example, and you know, the mm-hmm. consequence is just that immediate relief, the reduction of stress. Um, but so we can see that, but we want to see now, how are we going to engage in some of those healthy habits to replace that over a period of time?
1: Yeah, the the ABCs of behavior. We've talked about that. Kristen and I have talked about that across a lot of our podcasts, and that framework really applies nicely to this concept too just the the cues the behavior and then the reward or the consequence afterwards and i know you were talking about some cues the a's the antecedents for unhealthy habits and maybe diving into kind of setting up the the cues or the framework for some of these healthy habits Um, i know you've gotten gotten it broken up into different categories really which i think is pretty cool so maybe you can kind of share a little bit of of that with us.
2: Yeah, absolutely. So, you know, looking at what are those replacement behaviors? How, what are those cues that we can set up for ourselves to start to engage in some additional healthy habits instead? And so I really, I like to start to look at it from a more of a flexible framework and sort of creating, like you said, categories, of what healthy Mm -hmm. habits might look like for someone. Um, And so it could be simple as taking out a piece of paper and writing out different uh, categories. So for example, movement might be a category. Um, Social is another category. Um, Another category also might be quiet uh, strategies, Mm -hmm. um, Mm -hmm. artistic strategies. And then maybe another category might be healthy mind or thinking strategies. So it's really kind of breaking those up, um, writing those out on a piece of paper. And then underneath each one of those categories, really starting to put uh, very specific uh, different types of healthy habits that you might be interested in, right? So um, Mm -hmm. I like running, (laughs) but um, somebody might not somebody else might not like running. That might not be a good <laughs> <Playing>. <laughs> movement <laughs> category. Yes. For, for somebody. So you would want to put stuff that, you know, interests you or you feel like, um, could go underneath that mm-hmm. category. Again, setting up some of that motivation for you to follow through and engage. So, you know, movement could be things like walking, bike riding, running, yoga, swimming. Um, I know a lot of kids mm-hmm. like the, the, Exercises on video games these days, that could be fun. (laughs) Yeah, Mm -hmm. Um, Yeah. And then, you know, social, for example, another category, Um, connecting with a friend or a family member, Um, connecting uh, with your local faith-based organization or meetup group, or maybe it's talking Mm -hmm. with your therapist. Um, All of those can go underneath that sort of social category of healthy habits. Um, When we look at, like, healthy mind or thinking category, for example, um, engaging in gratitude statements or affirmation statements uh, on a daily or weekly basis might be a behavior change um, to use. Yeah. Uh, so it's really kind of creating some of that and, and starting with that, really, just creating a choice board for yourself um, and, and doing it with your kids, too, <laughs> um, mm-hmm. and, and really kind of figuring out what those healthy habits might look like for you and, and other family members.
1: Yeah, I like that too, because I think when we, when we think about healthy habits, oftentimes the first things that come to my mind, at least, are more of the working out, eating healthy, drinking enough water, some of those types of behaviors. But I like how you also add in some other categories that we may not, I guess, initially think of, like the healthy mind or thinking, gratitude statements, Um, kind of mindfulness type thing or learning something new too. That's great. It's Mm -hmm. a bit more abstract and it's something that you can really turn into a healthy habit, uh, a goal that you have. I'm going to learn something new every week or uh, to that, to that effect. So that's pretty cool.
2: Yeah. I mean, and, and even into like the artistic category, right? Like listening to music and having a dance party for five minutes, Mm -hmm. (laughs) good healthy habit. Right. Um, So being able to kind of fill, fill those things in and, and being a little creative with it. Um, so that it definitely increases our motivation that we're actually going to engage in. It's things that we know that we're interested Mm -hmm. in, or we feel like we can do, um, going into some of that goal oriented behavior.
1: So I have a question. Would, would it be best practice to create, the creative for framework and then have healthy habits within each of these categories? Or what, could you just pick and choose which categories? Let's say you're just not an artistic person and you have no aspirations in that area whatsoever. <laughs> can you just kind of stick with, okay, I'm going to do movement and quiet time and social? Or do you have any thoughts around that?
2: No, yeah, absolutely. If the, if on the artistic side or any of those categories, it's not really your thing. Like, for example, you know, meditation is great for some and not for mm-hmm. others, right? So we might not put mm-hmm. um, some of those things underneath uh, those different categories. And I think it's okay, yes, to make it your own. And, um, again, the idea is how am I going to engage with this? How am I going to, um, you know, motivate myself to actually use this as a cue, right? To then change my behavior. So we want to put things on this framework or this choice board of healthy habits, if you will, um, that are going to be those, Mm -hmm. those cues that are going to help you follow through. Yeah. So putting stuff that, yeah, that you're interested in. Mm -hmm.
1: Definitely. Yeah, I know that makes sense. Okay. Well, I think putting it all together, a question that a lot of people have, and I think this is, probably the most pivotal point is sustaining and maintaining, right? So, how do we I guess it's two th- questions really, right? So, how do we implement something like this? And then how do we keep it going? How do we prevent it from falling off our radar?
2: Yeah, no, it's a a really good good um, point. And um, with this last year with with COVID and and the pandemic, uh, this definitely, (laughs) I think all tested all of our abilities to maintain some of our healthy habits, um, you know, during (laughs) a stressful time. Yeah, yeah. Mm -hmm. Um, So it's a good question, because, you know, we definitely kind of want to look at how can we continue this, even when it's the most stressful times in our lives versus when it's not, you know, maintaining that mm-hmm. and keeping it consistent is key. Um, I, really, at the end of the day, it's just schedule it, schedule it, schedule it. <laughs> um, mm-hmm. So we might, we might look at the, the framework, your choice board of healthy habits and say, you know, I'm just going to start with one healthy habit one time per week. I think that I can do that. And I'm going to schedule that in for Wednesdays maybe because it's midweek. I always feel like I need some you know, healthy habit or stress management maybe in the midweek. So I schedule it maybe for Wednesday evenings. And when that time comes around, making sure you're looking at that choice board and choosing one of those healthy habits and then following through with doing it. And then the last piece is that reward, right? How are you rewarding yeah. yourself for following through with that, with that healthy habit? Mm-hmm. And that is... Um, a key component in making sure that we're we're maintaining that over a period of time as well.
1: Yeah, absolutely. Well, I think when you talk about scheduling it, writing it down in the choice board, that's a key component of it because of the visual nature. And that's something that in our podcast, we've talked quite a bit about over the months is having a visual, especially not just for our kids, for ourselves too, so that we see it. I'm wondering your thoughts on integrating that here too, just, I don't know, almost a way to keep us more accountable when it's right there on the dry erase board or our calendar. And we can't hide from it as much, I guess.
2: Yeah, absolutely. Yeah, I think it's for me, it's actually creating several cues. Mm-hmm. <laughs> so I might have going back to the running shoes at the door example, right? I might not only schedule it and put it in my calendar so that I get the calendar notification but I also have the visual cue of my shoes there. And I might also print off a picture of someone running <laughs> um, <laughs> that I post right next to my door as well. Um, maybe a runner that uh, that uh, I might aspire to be, you know, or reach a certain uh, mm-hmm. mileage, for example, you might put that um, as a visual as well. So I have three visuals there as cues <laughs> to um, engage in that particular behavior. So yes, I think it's it's thinking about what are um, some of those cues that that uh, that will then trigger you to engage in some of those particular behaviors?
1: Mm-hmm. Do you feel like there's a certain point where the way I kind of see it in my mind is, you're kind of training yourself or you're learning that skill to eventually ingrain it and become a habit. Do you feel like there's a kind of a key point where it officially becomes, quote unquote, a habit? And then maybe you can eliminate some of those cues or eliminate some of the positive reinforcement or what are your thoughts on that?
2: Yeah, I think so. I mean, when, I think when, Going back to the seatbelt example, right? Like we just kind of get in the car and we don't think about it. We just sort of put that seatbelt on. Yeah. You start to observe yourself get into that mode where it does feel Mm -hmm. a little bit more automatic, right? You're not having to deliberate or spend time on making those choices, right? Like you're just kind of engaging in that. That's when you might start to fade out some Mm -hmm. of those cues, right? Where I don't have to put my shoes at the door and I don't need that picture of that runner (laughs) right next to the door, but maybe I just have it scheduled in my calendar and I just get the calendar notification. Mm -hmm. Um, But Mm -hmm. yes, I think that that's a a way that you know that you've you've started to create a good habit. um, And just based on when you feel that some of that's become more automatic for you.
1: Mm -hmm. Well, that kind of makes sense. That kind of comes full circle too, right? Because when we think of habits, it is this behavior that we just do. And oftentimes we do it so, or I guess without even thinking about it, for me, it's biting my nails or shaking my leg while I'm on a meeting or something like that. And it, it really just, it, yeah, it's kind of a bad habit, but I don't even think about it anymore. So I guess that really makes sense too. You you can start building these habits and you're deliberately helping yourself learn them or train yourself. And then eventually they just become more automatic. So you get out of bed and you just grab those shoes and you just go. <laughs>
2: Yeah, or if it's kind of into the category of um, that we talked about, like healthy mind or healthy thinking, for example, like daily affirmation statements or daily gratitude statements, for example, Mm -hmm. you might put a visual in your bathroom that says like, I'm going to have a good day today, or I'm thankful for my health, for example. Mm -hmm. And that's something that you look at while you're brushing your teeth. (laughs) And you're saying that to yourself, you know, brushing your teeth, it's a daily thing. We're kind of automatic already in doing that, right? So add one of those mm-hmm. other healthy habits in there. And then eventually you might be able to take away those pictures that you have posted on the mirror. And now you're just saying that to yourself as you're brushing your teeth. I'm having a good day. I'm thankful for my health today. Right. Um, as yeah. another example to fade that out over a period of time. It becomes more automatic. Yeah, that's
1: a great It's a great idea. I didn't even think about that. Um, kind of, I don't know what you would call that in behavioral language, but (laughs) in in just general language, yeah, you're kind of pairing it together, right? I guess it is kind of pairing. So pairing the affirmations with brushing your teeth and until they become this this chain or this pair that automatically go together. Um, I think it's just such a great way to model for kids too. Just showing kids if you really want a goal and you want to get better at something or you want something to become a habit for yourself, you got to work at it a little bit. And there's kind of some technical things that are in place and they can fade it out. So
2: yeah, super cool. Yeah, absolutely. I mean, just a, a personal story. When I was first starting out, I was in school, actually, um, in my bachelor's, uh, becoming a special education teacher. And at the time, I was working with a family about four days a week. Uh, they had four kids. Mm-hmm. Uh, one of uh, the kiddos was on the autism spectrum. And this, mm-hmm. this family that I worked with, they had a, a weekly healthy habit of as a family, would go out in their neighborhood for 20 minutes and go on a run slash walk. You could choose whether or not you wanted to run or if you wanted to walk. Um, And that was something that we did Mm -hmm. every Friday afternoon. Um, It was something that I did with them, actually, because I was supporting, you know, the whole family with that, uh, that goal and that endeavor. And, you know, just not only, you know, was it healthy for, for their kiddos, they were modeling it for their kids and ingraining some of those healthy habits, um, giving them a little bit of choice of how they (laughs) were participating, you know, with walking or running, but still again, following through Mm -hmm. with it's on the calendar. We're going to follow through with that. And it's within a designated time period. Right. Um, -hmm. and just thinking back about, you know, healthy habits as a, as a young individual, that was something that actually started to teach me those healthy habits. Eventually I became a yeah, runner later on. Yeah. <laughs> it started that's there. Cool.
1: Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I know. I'm thinking what a good, um, collateral effect of having this type of job is that it, it created some healthy habits in your own personal life outside of work too. <laughs> <laughs> Absolutely. Yeah. That's Absolutely. cool. Awesome. Well, great. Well, this, I think, um, is a good, a really good way to kind of close it out. Um, thank you so much, Jen. This was super, super helpful. I think, you know, to kind of recap what you said, um, you know, it kind of starts with what is a healthy habit and, and why is it important to create that and and first understanding for yourself and committing to making a goal and saying this is what I want to do, kind of identifying what it is and have a an approach, right? So look at the ABCs of behavior and kind of think about what the cue might be so you can line that up. What's the actual behavior or the, the habit? And then perhaps integrating some sort of positive reinforcement in for yourself. Um, I love how you talked about creating a framework in terms of the different categories of Mm -hmm. healthy habits so movement category a social category artistic quiet and then a healthy mind or thinking category and then then you're kind of off to the races right and so you're implementing and then you want to be mindful of maintaining that or kind of the implementation and then making sure it doesn't fall off so using those visuals scheduling Mm -hmm. it in holding yourself accountable Maybe even pairing it with something else that you're already doing—that's maybe already a healthy habit. I think the affirmation statements paired with teeth brushing, which is very much an ingrained habit, is a really right. great example. So, um, yeah did i did I capture all that right? How was that? Uh, that yeah, um, no, that's recap for you.
2: <laughs> no, that's a good summary. Yeah, no, absolutely. Um, I think you know, looking at what are your next steps after this is looking at those ABCs, um, of behavior and then creating that, creating that framework. Yeah. Um, that Mm -hmm. framework is a a key component. Um, it helps it keep, helps us be flexible with it. It also teaches us new healthy habits. Um, instead of just feeling like, Oh, it's just physical exercise, right? That's a healthy habit. Mm -hmm. I think we can kind of go outside of that and look at other things that support our well being.
1: Yeah, absolutely. I think that's a key takeaway, right? It's healthy habits. They really expand beyond just what we initially think of, like running or exercise. It's all about supporting the whole well-being, your emotional and social well-being um, and mental well-being all together. So that's a great reminder. Yeah. Cool. All right. Well, thanks to all of our listeners for joining us on this 14th episode of Behaviorally Speaking. And we're going to be taking a month off next month. We're going to host a webinar or what we call a learning session on social emotional learning of all things. Uh, but we'll be back in July and Jen's going to join us again to talk about the ever important topic of transition. So transitioning back to school and back to work after the, the COVID pandemic and tra- other types of transitions too, like transitioning to adulthood. So we're really going to talk about transitioning in general, super important topic that we hear all the time from the parents that we work with. So until then, don't forget to subscribe to this podcast on your favorite platform so you never miss an episode.
0: You've been listening to Behaviorally Speaking with Angela Nelson and special guest Jennifer Wilkins brought to you by Rethink Benefits. Find out more about Rethink at rethinkbenefits.com. You can find past podcast episodes under the resources tab. We also invite you to subscribe, follow, like, and leave us feedback wherever you listen to podcasts. Your feedback helps us prepare topics and content for future episodes.